Hey everyone, I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and a psychotherapist. And I'm Rue Powell, an admitted workaholic and self-care Luddite. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about women learning to take better care of themselves. We think self-care is important, but it can simultaneously be elusive. We don't lack information about it, but we don't always quite get there. So this podcast is dedicated to exploring different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious. We're looking at health, relationships, beauty, periods, and maybe a touch of the random. We also want to look at the hurdles we face that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. To submit questions to me or Rue, or to Claire, our beauty expert, or BJ, our resident therapist, join us in our private forum by searching Selfie Podcast Community on Facebook. Hey guys, well today is going to be a somewhat different episode of Selfie. Rue has some really exciting stuff to announce. If you're in our Selfie Facebook group, you've already gotten a preview of what's going on for her, but she's going to talk about her new venture, which I have to say I am super excited about and very proud, even though I really have no claim to sure you be do. proud. I'm not your mother. A little bit you are. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> um, except I know you. Anyway, well, hey, Rue. So, I mean, funny question now, but how is your self-care going this week as you have announced your big news? And why don't you let us know your big news for those of us who are not in the selfie group? Great. So I will announce my big news, and then maybe we'll chat more about it later. But so we're not bearing the lead. The big news is that I have a TV show coming Mm -hmm. out on November 2nd. NBD. Um, yeah, yeah. Just a TV show. I will say it, and then my brain will think about what I'm saying, and I then know. I'll go, that's a really, <laughs> really weird thing to say. So, yeah. So, um, many of you know that I've started this nonprofit called SOSA, um, Safe from Online Sex Abuse. And what we do is really, it's it's all around the prevention of online sex abuse and exploitation. Mm-hmm. So, a production company had reached out to me and said, love what you're doing, we know that you want to spread awareness. Can you imagine reaching, you know, a million people a week or whatever number makes sense for television? I, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't understand Nielsen ratings and numbers yet. A lot and of the, people. Yeah. A lot, <laughs> a well, lot of and, people. And, you know, um, it was, gosh, almost two years ago now that I had written a piece that had gone viral. Um, and so this is kind of all, on being piggybacked off that. Anyway, long story short, and we'll get into it soon, but um, it's a six-episode docuseries. It's called Undercover Underage, and it will be streaming on Discovery Plus on November 2nd. So we, let's see, I've been sitting on this for a long time. I know. A long time. Yes. And in fact, Thursday, I was in Brooklyn to do a photo shoot uh, for promotion, which I've never done a photo shoot before. And I, it was, it was really wild. And I hope I can post behind the scene photos <laughs> soon. It's basically just me wrestling several pairs of Spanx. And <laughs> the next day, um, you know, because we were getting ready to do a press release and then you do a press release and then you do some, you know, trailers or whatever. And the press release went out and deadline got the exclusive, which was really exciting. And I was sitting, um, I was sitting looking at my phone and I was just, I was with a friend that it wasn't like I was with a friend and I got the call from, um, uh, the PR people and that, that was it. I was like, now things, (laughs) things are now different. Um, so to be honest, in regards to self-care, I have been feeling, 
I've been feeling really overwhelmed. I There's no... I've asked, I'm like, hey, is there a support group for people who suddenly have a TV show? And what does that look like? Um, spoiler alert, there is, there is no support group for people like that. I mean, my, uh, talent management has been really kind and saying, here's what to expect. And here are some things that may or may not happen. But in any case, it's still, it's still weird. I have to think about, you know, talking to my kids' teachers about it, just like, hey, heads up. I have to think about, I don't know, social media and not tweeting things that are stupid. And I will say that the first night, Friday night, I was traveling and I did not sleep well. (laughs) And not because it's a bad thing. It's just because it's, it's a new thing. It's a new thing. And I need to, I'm so grateful for it, but my brain is also, uh, I'm so grateful for it, but my brain is also processing it, which means my body is processing it, which means, I don't know, like, good anxiety? I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know how to express how I'm feeling without, like, it's not negative. It's all good. Yeah, but I think, I mean, I think that this is actually a really good point that regardless of, you know, whether it's a TV show or a wedding, big life transitions, things that are a big deal, we can be so happy and so excited, and yet at the same time experience very real anxiety. That's that's where I'm at. Very excited. So grateful. This has been the culmination of a lot of work and long hours and sweat and tears. And yes. And at the same time, I'm like, ah, now there's no putting the toothpaste back in the tube, you know? Um, And some of it, when you make a TV show, some of it's out of your control, right? So right now, uh, I feel like some things are out of my control. And, um, and my house is a mess. Like, I don't, (laughs) like, it's all like the normal things. I'm like, oh, I still have to like do laundry. (laughs) Right. And I think that's such an interesting aspect of it as well as, you know, you're about to have so much exposure and yet you're not in a place where you have outsourced your housekeeping or outsourced, you know, an assistant who keeps you, you know, one step away from the public. You're still just a normal everyday person going about your everyday life about to have a million people knowing your name. That's, yes, that's it. It's like, I'm still, I still have to do all the normal things, mm-hmm. which is great. All the normal things are great. But also it's like, oh, hey, someone tried to hack your website this weekend. <laughs> so, yeah. so that is, you know, um, yes. So that said, my self-care currently looks like going through moments of panic and gratitude concurrently even. Yeah. Yeah. That's all a lot. And as a result of all of this, you are having to scale back back on your exposure in other lanes, including your social media and including selfie. Yes. Yes. So today's the day that uh, uh, we announced that after you know, a long run with Selfie and you and some wonderful people that have been listening and, you know, BJ and others. Um, today is my last episode with Selfie. Yes. Which you and, have known for several months. Um, yes. Because it, it is just, you know, I think it was sort of your people kind of saying like, hey, you know, we need you to pull back from more public exposure outside of this because th- there's liabilities here. Yeah. Oh, there's, I mean, and and it's a lot of stuff too, right? Like I can't tell you, Kristen, everyone, Kristen has been so patient with me because it's been like, okay, we're supposed to record on this date. And then there was at one point that I was like, 
uh, I have to fly to this thing last second. I'm I'm sorry. Um, so there, so there is some of that, and you know, there have been times, and I I think that some people have noticed that I've been sounding like a little panicky on episodes because I'm taking the time to do these episodes, but I'm also in the middle of some really heavy stuff too. But at the same time, like talking to you weekly has kind of been self-care in itself. It's just at this point, it's like I have to kind of stay focused in order to stay sane. And I'm excited there's going to be a new format that we'll be discussing as well. I'm really excited for that. I think that's going to be really good. And I'll still stay in the selfie Facebook group unless something happens to my Facebook and I can no longer be in it. (laughs) Which would Um, be sad. Yeah. Hey, if you're listening and you tried to hack my website this weekend, if you could just not in the future, I would, it would, it it would honestly just take something off my plate. (laughs) I would appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So there's, so, so that's that. That's how my self care has been. How about you? Well, um, it's been good. I want to comment on, you mentioned there is a new format of Selfie coming out. And so I have been working very hard. Um, so in addition to this being announced, an announcement about It's Rue's last episode, which we, as I mentioned, have been in preparation for for quite some time. But Rue and I were kind of, we were a little bit also hedging our bets on like, wanting your last episode to also be when you could announce what was happening. Because for a while, it was looking like, oh, we might do your last episode and you might be, you know, not be able to say what it is, which would have really sucked. Like, hey, guys, I'm leaving for a secret. Yeah, sorry about this thing that I can't tell you about right now. Well, because, you know, with like TV networks, dates change and and, and things are. So, but anyway, it it has worked out where the announcement happened on Friday and this is my last episode. And this is your last episode. So I just want to give everybody a little preview of what is to come. And we are going to talk um, in a sec in greater detail about Rue's show and her nonprofit Sosa and her work. Um and I'm very excited to talk about it because you guys, it is, it is fascinating work. It is important work. It is social justice work. And again, very proud. Um, but anyway, coming up next week, we will be starting a new format of the show. Um, with it's going to be myself and Matthias Roberts. If you're not familiar with Matthias, he has been a guest on our show before. Um, he does a podcast called Queerology. Um, where he talks about the intersection of LGBTQ issues and faith, but he is also a licensed therapist. So Matthias and I are therapy therapist nerds, and we are going to be doing a run of mental health focused episodes where we take your questions about mental health um, and answer them. We're going to be talking about psychology in pop culture, in reality TV. We are going to be discussing whatever is happening in the news and what our take is as therapists. We are going to be reading some letters from listeners about issues that they have that they wish people understood better. I'm really, really excited about the new format. So I hope you guys will come back next week and listen because I think it's going to be really interesting. But anyway, to get back to my own self-care, um, yeah, I mean, it's been a, a bit of, you know, uh, an interesting couple of weeks gearing up for that and kind of, um, I don't know, like, it's exciting. I mean, it's it's just what we were saying, you know, it's something you can be both excited and anxious about something at the same time. And I am excited right. and anxious about these changes. Um, and, you know, it's been interesting kind of dusting everything off and saying like, okay, 
we've got a little bit of a fresh slate and how do we want this to look? Um, He and I have been doing a lot of planning and organizing in the background, which has been fun. Um, And then just on a much lighter note, my kids had homecoming this past weekend, which looked like it's so interesting having three in high school at once. The pictures were so cute. The pictures were pretty freaking cute. I do agree. But so it was just such a packed weekend. So first of all, both of my twins turned um, 15 on October Mm. 7th. So we had that happening. Um, So there were parties in conjunction with homecoming weekend. Then the homecoming game, obviously a football game, both my boys were playing in. India was doing a dance at halftime. Jafta with his choir was singing the national anthem and Kembe was on homecoming court. So it was just like, all again, it was a big deal. All good things, but as a mom, I'm like sitting there biting my nails for every single aspect of it, from the playing and are they going to get injured to you know how is all how are all these performances going to go? And all my kids were nervous, so we had that night. It was very fun, but very exhausting. Um, and then the next night, they had their first high school dance because you know we've been in COVID, um, right? So they held it outside, and the kids dressed adorably, and it was all very Oh, very India's cute. dress was so pretty. India's dress was so cute, and it's really funny. I have to give a shout-out to the Selfie Facebook group, which has just basically become the place where I go for answers to everything. Yes. <laughs> but she had this really cute dress that we found at Target, but it was – I thought it looked very high fashion, but it, it kind of had a cutout in the tummy – Mm -hmm. Um, it was satin and it was like just under the knee, but kind of tight, but the boob area was like a bra, but it wasn't a bra. It was like this little shirt and it came in really small. And so I was having the hardest time finding a bra for her to wear under this dress. And the selfie group came through and she ended up wearing a bikini top under the dress, which was the only thing that would fit and provide any level of support, which I need to go back into the selfie group and um, post a photo of the of the final look. Yeah, I mean it. It came out I mean, really, really beautiful. Beautiful dress. She looked great. Yeah. Um, and it was like all the pictures were so cute. What a fun night for your whole family. It was. It was very fun. I also have to give one more shout out to the selfie group because there was an issue that I had posted about in that group, which was for whatever reason, Kembe's football coaches had not wanted to allow him to walk in the homecoming court, you know, which is something that happens at high schools across the nation. They announce the homecoming court, they walk out, they stand there, they get cheered, we get a photo op. But his coaches were like, no, he needs to be in the locker room during halftime in case we have a meeting. And I'm like, what? Like, this seems weird. It's not the Super Bowl. He can... But even at the Super Bowl, if there were, I don't know, it was very strange. So, and I, you know, what I love about the selfie group is when I'm feeling a feeling and I want a reality check, it's such a good place to go and be like, hey, guys, um, football players walking in their homecoming court. This is a normal thing, right? Like this happens to and everyone unanimously. It was like, um, yes, football players walk out in their uniform and get to be part. And so... With that um, confirmation, wind beneath my wings, I did push back, and he <laughs> was able to walk. Good, and I'm glad. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Me too. Um, I am actually. I know we, you mentioned it briefly, but I am very excited for the for- the new format, and I think it'll be really neat to have the perspective of two different therapists. Yeah, I do too. Um, 
which is I think will be really cool. And especially with I know people have really appreciated like being able to ask questions and having and have BJ answer. Yes. Um so I think having those two different perspectives is going to be really neat and I am looking forward to it. Yes. And I'm sure BJ will be popping in and out as well. Um I mean as you guys know BJ is very busy and very in demand. Um and so, you know, her time has been limited um as well, but she is such a resource also in our um in our Facebook group. I mean, yes. Oh my gosh. Honestly, when she, when someone's dealing with an issue and they, you know, leave a comment and we all kind of comment and then BJ chimes in, it's kind of like, okay, BJ's here. <laughs> What's yeah, she saying? I uh, so I do, I do really appreciate her insight. And also because like, you know, I just joked like you're not my mom, but kind of, but you've played a role. I mean, you're nine years older than me. And then BJ, I don't think people realize is what, 20 years older than than, than me, you. 15 years older than you or something, something along those lines. So she's got, she's got grandkids. She's got all this yeah. experience. Yeah. And so I think having, and, and the uh, selfie Facebook, Facebook group age range is really broad too. And there are people that are parents and aren't parents and are single yeah. and are divorced and like it just have blended families. And so it's really, I think it's just a great community. And I think that this format will allow more people to feel comfortable to ask questions and have I don't know, just good community around them, especially in a time where things are all still weird. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I agree. Um, And it just feels like mental health is – it is just an evergreen topic, you know? And I was just talking with another group of therapists about how difficult people are finding it to find care at this point between Mm. insurance not covering it, therapists are full. We are full. Um, You know, we – almost every therapist I know, we just – we have waiting lists and we can't get people in. Um, so anything we can do to kind of help educate. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's not a replacement for therapy, but we will be definitely talking about a lot of the issues that are relevant to the conversations ha- we're well, having online. Well, the inverse of that is therapy isn't a replacement for a community either. I know. That is so true. That is so, so true. I like, I like that it offers that as well. Yeah, um, I do too. Do you have two thumbs up for the week? I do. I do. Okay. My first one is the show Made on ah. Netflix. Have you seen that one yet? I've not, but I've read the book. It's uh, it's based off the Stephanie Land book, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. And actually, I have not read the book, which I'm a little bit bummed. I wish I would have read the book first. I did hear that it's not, you know, it's definitely a serialized interpretation of the book. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's someone compared it to the difference between Orange is the New Black, the book versus the TV show. Okay. Um, but I just thought it was such a great show because it really realistically portrayed, first of all, emotional do- domestic violence. So, you know, what that looks like when it's not necessarily um, hands on, but when it's more emotional manipulation. Mm. Um, keeping someone trapped, that kind of a thing. Um, but it also was just such a convicting portrayal of the struggles of people who are living in poverty and how difficult it is for people to get out of it. You know, I mean, she's a mother. She ends up, um, and I'm not giving much away because this happens right in the first episode, but you know, she ends up homeless and mm-hmm. just the hoops that she has to go through in order to figure out how to find childcare. In order to figure out how to get a job, in order to figure out how to show a pay stub to get into transitional housing, I mean, you know, 
it really is an empathetic look of how difficult it is for people to pull out of homelessness and poverty. Uh, it's interesting because in the book too, um, and and I'll be curious if you ever read the book, I'd be curious to know your thoughts because there are some criticisms around the around the book, and it's a lot about her being, you know, it's it's a, a, a white perspective of homelessness, which sure. is obviously obviously different than what um, uh, someone who's a, a person of color might experience. But I think what struck me in the book is that she had no support like no familial support and no. i don't know if that's the same case for the show yes, absolutely but i think about it like if something terrible happened to me i would be able to find someone who would help me out at least a mm-hmm. little bit mm-hmm. like hell i'd call you and say Kristen, this terrible thing happened can you yeah. <laughs> venmo me 50 dollars to help me get through yeah. whatever um and i i think i take it for granted that even if like right now, I do not have any family near me. They're either across the country or across an ocean. Um, but I still think that we all kind of believe that should something happen, perhaps we could find someone. And that's yeah. just from that's just not the case for everyone. Not everyone has family or a close friend that is either available or willing to help. Yeah, and I think that this, you know, I think that this show also showed an aspect of privilege that we don't talk about a lot, which is the privilege of having family members who are mentally sane, right? Mm. Who, are, who are mentally healthy. Um, because, you know, she, d- she didn't. She didn't. She, she was, in addition to caring for her child, she was also caring for a mom who had mental, mental illness. So she didn't have parents she could fall back on at all. Um, and what's so hard about that situation is, in addition to it being, you know, difficult for her in her adult life, growing up with parents like that are what contributed to her getting into a situation of domestic violence as an adult. You know, it's like right. those statistics are very high. So, um, yeah, I it, it was difficult to watch. And what was so interesting about the show is Andy McDowell plays her mother and is her mother in real life. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it was a real mother daughter playing mother and daughter. And they were, they both acted it so well. Like they both need all the awards. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, what is your other thumbs up? Okay. My other thumbs up is, um, not quite as deep, but I found a lip gloss that I really like. Ooh. (laughs) Tell me. (laughs) Well, I know we have talked at length about lip gloss and how it is so difficult to find the right formula because it can be too gloopy or, you know, it can be too sticky. Um, I like mine on the lighter side, but this is from randomly. It's from the company called Anastasia. I don't know if you pronounce it Anastasia, Anastasia. I've heard it both, but like Anastasia Beverly Hills, right? ABH. Anastasia Beverly Hills. So she's a big eyebrow gal. Most of her line is dedicated to eyebrows, but I just decided to try her lip gloss and I love it. Um, it's just really, it's moisturizing without being too sticky. Um, I, picked a color called metallic rose, which I know that sounds a little 80s, but it's not. It's just a nice, a nice, like, very neutral color. Like, it's just a little bit extra. Um, and I'm, I'm loving it. I'm really How's liking How's the staying it power on that? Eh, it's not, it's not, you know. Right. I mean, well, it's, it's a gloss. I mean, what gloss? gloss? It is right. what it is, you know. If you want oh. staying power, you got to go matte, which I don't know that life. I can't do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? This is really pretty. I will say that I've loved pretty much every ABH product that I've tried, including yeah. their brow line, except oh. I love a fluffy brow. And I know people have been clowning on it in the selfie group because they think it looks absurd. But I do love a fluffy brow. And I bought the ABH Brow Wax. And it does not 
it works well, like the first five tries, and then it go it gets like it's almost like how foundation oxidizes. It gets mm-hmm. like really gross and then yes. you can't use it anymore. So anyway, that's my two thumbs down on the ABH brow wax, even though I generally really like ABH. You're right though. It it does it does um the more you use it, it does change. Cause I would I will say that I have thrown away tubs of that. Um, before it was gone, just because it feels like it just got too hard. Right. Oh, same for the Patrick Ta. And of course, you know, I have to support um, a, a beauty brand that is run by POC, especially another Asian. But the Patrick Ta brow wax, also terrible. And I will tell you this. I This is this is a two thumbs up, I suppose. Um, what you need to do, this is my hot tip, is get yourself some got to be hair styling wax either in the yellow or the black Mm -hmm. tube it's super cheap don't bother with the expensive brow waxes don't bother with the brow soap and just put hair gel on your eyebrows that's what i've been doing now let me tell you my trick which is a little bit less classy than that but i just take (laughs) an eyebrow brush Mm -hmm. and i spray it with hairspray and then i spray Ah. it and then i i brush my eyebrows yes Uh, yeah i use a spoolie so like the little and then i've but Yes, but I've been using the gel. And if you use too much, it starts to like look a little flaky. So you kind of have to uh, test with that. But I am no longer paying $20 or whatever absurd amount for brow wax no. when I can just use the same hair gel that every boyfriend in the mid-90s mm-hmm. used. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. What do you have for two thumbs up? Okay. The first thing is, so there is this Instagram account that I've been found I've been following for a while called it's brown girls with a Z minus all the vowels. B-R-W-N-G-R-L-Z. Uh-huh. And it's they make a lot of earrings that are kind of they're they're for um people of color. They're made by people of color. They do they have resources to support the BIPOC community. And they have like it's really cool. The stuff always sells out. And I can't even tell the earrings are so they're so cool, but I'm afraid they'll be very heavy but it doesn't matter not the point the point is i'm so excited over the past week they just announced they're doing a line of filipino earrings which when have you ever heard of filipinas getting a thing dude (laughs) like it's you're so right it's true and so i saw it and i freaked out so they're doing a line of filipino earrings and i'm very very excited they are not taking any orders right now they've like gotten slammed and so now the website you can't even get on the website right now you just have to wait wow. and i am because this is all very like she this person who runs it packages like 50 to 100 a night like this is a very mm-hmm. this is not a big it's production. Homegrown. that's right and so um but I am I am so excited. So my suggestion, if you want to support or if you are a fellow brown girl, um, go to uh, Brown Girls with a Z, no vowels, and check out their stuff and then just be ready for the next drop. Fun. I'm very excited. I'm so excited. I have never had a Filipino anything. I have had a t-shirt that says, proud to be a Filipino. And... Um, I had it in high school, and now my, my kids who are super white wear it to school. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, obviously they're Filipino too, but they don't, they, they, they have blue eyes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm really, I'm really excited, especially because I feel like that's just been, it's not, it's, I never had anything like this growing up. Totally. Like I've never had anything that celebrated uh, my culture in that way. So really excited. And then finally, I have talked about this book so many times that I feel like it's only appropriate that I make it my very final two thumbs up. 
And that is a book that I feel like has really helped me change things about my life that I felt like I needed to change. And when Mm -hmm. we talk about self-care, you know, you and I, we find like the stuff that helps us relax, whether that's Epsom salts or CBD, whatever, or, um, you know, lip gloss or anything that makes us feel good. But what I really like about this book is called Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin. It's helping. It has helped me to align my life in such a way that I don't need to escape from it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like here, I've, I can, if I put this system into place, this has made this part of my life easier. And now I don't no longer need, like, I don't need to have a bunch of aromatherapy to cope with this aspect of my life because I've been, I've found a way to, uh, I found a way to edit it for me, whether that's my lifestyle, whether that's for my, um, you know, neurodivergence or what have you. And I've, I really like that book. And there are others. Now I can't think of it, but I bought the book because you had her on. Uh, oh, The Lazy Genius? Yeah. Is it Kendra Adachi? Mm-hmm. Like, anytime I find a book that really gives me a good takeaway, and it's not just, like, set out your gym clothes the night before, but but things that uh, kind of help me see things from another perspective, I always appreciate that. And I would say, you know, better than books like Better Than Before have changed my life, which sounds really... Uh, Sounds really extreme, but it has because it's allowed me to say, here's a thing that I'm struggling with. One, what are habits I can put into place? And then, you know, talking with you, talking with the selfie group, learning about, learning about myself, like learning about how to cope with my ADHD instead of making myself fit into a box. Right. Totally. That that has made things better for me. The fact that I, you know, if it's really loud somewhere or if it's loud at my house, uh, putting on noise canceling headphones like that, that works for me. So there have been a lot of things that have helped me, especially since my time um, on selfie. But that book is definitely one of them. And I could probably talk about a bunch of other books as well. But I wanted to bring that up just in case somebody else out there really likes books about habits or, you know, um, systematically changing things in order to make them work for your life. Okay, I want to read this one. I have not read I love Gretchen. I've Mm -hmm. read her happiness project. um, Mm -hmm. But I haven't read that one. And I also haven't read the four tendencies, which was another of her books that a ton of people I know have raved about. Yes, I am, because there's like the rebel, the questioners. I'm definitely a questioner. Um, I've not and she has other books, too. Like she has a podcast also with her sister. Yeah. And what I like about listening to Gretchen is she is very different from me and that she comes across, I don't think Gretchen Rubin will ever listen to this specific episode nor this specific soundbite. She comes across as a little bit of an uptight stick in the mud, but mm-hmm. kind of in the best way because it's like, oh, but this is how this has worked for her. Mm-hmm. Like she's gone years and years and years without eating sugar. You yeah. know, that kind of like yes. really rigid behavior. Her sister on the other end is who also writes and um, speaks with her. Uh, offers like another perspective too, which is really cool. So yes, I recommend, I, I do like Gretchen Rubin. Um, some of the stuff isn't for me, but with any sort of book or any sort of um, practice, you kind of take away what works and, and leave the rest. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I want you to tell us all about the show. What's, do you have, do they have a name yet? I'm assuming yeah. they do. So the TV show is called Undercover Underage. Um, and it is going to be on Discovery Plus and it's, it launches in, um, English speaking territories first. And then I get to have my voice dubbed over in different languages, which is really exciting. That is so funny. <laughs> so, you know, there's going to be, I don't know, Russian Rue and, 
Italian roux, I guess. Uh, this is my, this is what I'm told. Um, and that will roll out too. And then it'll be on linear, which means it'll be on, which means it'll be on, you know, good old cable, um, after that. So here's the premise of the show. You know, you know that I, what I've done is I've put decoys online to identify pockets of the internet where child perpetrators are. And so these predators are looking for specific things. They're either looking for self-gratification. They're looking for some, like a minor just to abuse. They're looking to extort. They're looking to collect or create or disseminate CSAM, which is child sex abuse material, colloquially known as child pornography. Or they're part of a sex trafficking ring. And... When we talk about this, it kind of all seems really foreign, even literally. Like, this is something that happens in foreign countries and not in the U.S., but it very much happens in the U.S. So what you'll see in each episode is me and team members, part of SOSA, we are actively going through the process of putting decoys online, finding perpetrators, figuring out what their end goals are, you know, working with law enfor- working with law enforcement, working to identify them and, you know, hopefully uh, result in an arrest or in some sort of scenario where they can no longer harm children. So it's a little bit, th- there's a little bit of like a, a law and order or CSI vibe. I don't, yeah. I don't actually know because I've never seen those shows, but you know a what I mean? Like catch it's a predator. Yes. I will say this. People do. Yes. Less litigious. I just need to say that off the <laughs> yes. <laughs> say that say that at the outset. Um, I think the f- the first thing that people will ask is like, oh, well, what about entrapment? And uh, the difference is is that we work at the outset. I mean, we know the guidelines around entrapment and yes. the rules that are followed. Yeah. Um, and you know the the feedback that we've had from law enforcement and the partnerships that we've had have been really have been really good and what it comes down to is that internet crimes against children task forces and sex crimes officer detectives and essentially everyone is just massively under-resourced massively Mm -hmm. under-resourced um which means that a lot of these crimes go unchecked and also because there's not a lot of awareness around this. You think about a kid, like kids know perhaps that someone putting them their hands on them without consent is wrong. The thing that's insidious about online sex abuse is that sometimes kids are like, well, nobody ever touched me and it was my fault because I said this stuff back and I did send these pictures. And what happens is it's the start of this internalized shame, right? So they don't want to tell anyone about it because they haven't heard enough about it. Or parents, the first thing that parents or a teacher or a caregiver might be quick to do is victim blame. So at SOSA, you know, I do a lot of empathy-led education. I'm speaking at a school tomorrow. Um, I talk to a lot of young people. And and I'm also trying to help, you know, as within the limitations of being a nonprofit, um, you know, help, uh, help inspire some legislation around this too. Like there are yeah. some states that have grooming statutes. There are some mm-hmm. states that don't. There are some states the age of consent is 18, somewhere it's 16. You know, the difference between being a mom of teens, you know that there's a difference between a 16 year old and an 18 year old developmentally. Um, and so. And so, yes, that's that's kind of the long and short of it. I work with a really great team on the show. You'll see really, really fun people that you guys are going to like a lot. Um, Shelby Chikazawa, she's the social media lead. Um, Avalon Esposito, she ends up, she's a writer and she does a lot of our story development because when we create 
um, a decoy. I can't just say, hey, I'm 15. It's, hey, I'm 15. I have a first name, middle name, last name. This is what my yeah. mom does for a living. Well, Here's my... I'm a Libra or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, Matt Monath, who you guys are going to love, he is a photographer. He has um, taken photos all, uh, of all of the Queer Eye guys, and he has like a really great Instagram account. And so he helped with photography and photo editing. He was the um, visuals lead. And then Kelly Becker, um, who has been a long time uh, a friend of mine, um, was the research lead. And then we also, you'll see that there's also law enforcement and um, law enforcement uh, consultants on the show as well. And so it is, I mean, certainly a content warning. It's going to be yeah. TV TV 14. Mm -hmm. um, the, the topics are rough. Um, yeah. There's part of me that's like, oh, we're going to do a... Uh, like a, a viewing gathering, like a viewing party. But <laughs> do you right. want to like do a viewing a party vibe? Yeah. And like, do we want to do a viewing party about sex abuse? Like may maybe yeah. not. Mm -hmm. Um, I also certainly cry in like <laughs> every episode. Uh, yeah. Um, because you know, the content, it, it's, 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 it's rough. So, um, I am really, really proud of it. Um, I'm also one of the executive producers on it. And um, I think that it is going to be successful in sharing what online sex abuse is yeah. really like, what exploitation is really like, so, communi so communities can be better equipped to help help their kids, essentially. Yeah, and I... I am excited for that aspect of it. And I, I hope and I think that it will, because I think, as you said, you know, unfortunately, there are a lot of parents of both my generation, Gen X and your generation, millennial, who still aren't all the way understanding of what their kids are getting into online. You know, um, I mean, I know Facebook and Instagram, my kids don't use those, they use other things, you know. Um, they use and, TikTok or Snap or Discord or whatever. Yeah, Discord. Ugh. Um, dumpster fire. But, you know, I just, I hope that this will educate parents and prompt parents to think about social media supervision as an aspect of parenting. Uh, you know, that is just as equally as important as mental health, as physical health. Like, it is a task of a parent today to monitor social media until they are mature enough to withstand these kinds of things. Right. And and I think what is important is just being able to be a soft place to land for kids yeah. because they don't yes. know what they're – These people are so manipulative, so insidious. And, and I think people tend to think that grooming happens over a very, very long period of time mm -hmm. and that they'll be able to see whether or not their kid is being affected. You know, like their, their mood changes over the course of four months or whatever. But that's, it can happen really, really quickly. You mm -hmm. know, it's not, I mean, you'll see in the episode that there's like, hey, we're chatting and also do you want to meet this weekend? Yeah. It moves really quickly. Mm -hmm. And I liken the conversation around social media to the conversation around sex. I talk about with my I talk about sex with my kids all the yep. time. We have a sex talk constantly. And right. so we're gonna have a talk about social media regularly as well. Mm -hmm. And um 
you know, what I don't want is my kids to hide things from me, yeah. right? So that's why we try to keep it as open and honest as possible because it should something happen. Yep. They know that mom is here to help course correct, not go, oh, well, let me take away your phone and how could you send this thing and this is your fault for doing whatever. Yeah. Um, when really what I hope to do is provide a, an environment where kids do not feel where kids feel safe enough to say, hey, I screwed up or hey, yeah. this thing happened. Because how I mean, I know when I was a kid, if somebody sent me a dick pic, there is no way, no way I would have told my mom. Yeah. I don't know that I would have either. And I don't know that I would have known what that was. And I think, you know, the other beauty of parents being better informed is that hopefully then they talk to their kids like my kids know the word grooming and they know what that means. And they know right. what that looks like. So if someone tried it with them, I I would, again, not that a conversation is ever going to prevent, you know, terrible things from happening. This isn't like, you know, this only happens to kids with parents who, you know, this happens to kids of all kinds of families. Sure. But I do think it helps when kids know what that is. And, and you know, when we've talked about the fact that like, yeah, an adult wanting to have a special relationship with a child is a creep. Like, and and people people will ask me, they're like, oh, well, have you had instances where an adult has reached out to your underage persona, but like it's been completely innocuous? The answer is no. Oh, my gosh. Never. Right? No. And I've had thousands of conversations with perpetrators. Never. Yeah. Any adult who's interested in speaking with a 15-year-old or yep. a 14-year-old or whatever has no good intentions. No. Um, and I think that's really important to note, too, because, look, I love the internet. I I love that my kids are interested in the internet because the internet affords us access to knowledge and cultures and new ideas. And, like, maybe your kid is really into robotics and they have no other friends that are into robotics, so they find a really good robotics forum. Um that's that's all great. Like I think that's wonderful, but they also with new technology comes an avenue to mm-hmm. abuse children, right? Yeah. So there's a lot and I think people need to know too. I get I get comments like, "Oh, thank you for being there for our girls." This happens to kids regardless of gender. Absolutely. This happens to and regardless of sexual orientation. That's right. I was just about to say heterosexual boys are also at risk. Yeah. Because it's not that there are women out there necessarily trying to groom them. It's because there are people that are posing as teenage girls, communicating yeah. with them yep. in order to procure, you know, imagery or video and then use it to extort them. Yep. Oh, I'm actually a 55-year-old man and you need to keep sending me whatever images or videos, or I'm going to tell your coach, I'm going to tell everyone at your school, you're going to lose your scholarship, I'm going to send this to your parents, ba-da-da-da-da. Yeah, that did happen to one of my teen boys. And luckily, he knew what was going on very quickly. Um, But he did have someone posing as a teenage girl. Yeah. That was not a teenage girl. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, that happens quite a lot. And I think people are going to be surprised at the volume and speed with which people are reaching out to the decoys that we put online. Um, And so, you know, this is uh, the last thing I want people to do is think that we're being vigilantes or operating in some sort of rogue way Um, in any city where we put a decoy, we have um, buy-in from law enforcement. Now, obviously law enforcement doesn't necessarily Law enforcement doesn't necessarily, uh, sorry, perpetrators aren't necessarily like geofenced to that town. So right. I could have someone in Detroit, but I have someone in Dallas reaching out. And so then we have to loop law enforcement in there as well. Um, but, 
you know, I am not a police officer. I am not judge. I am not jury. I'm not a prosecutor. I'm not anything but, you know, a rando on the internet. So I don't act... Like, I, once we once we have all of the information, we send this off to law enforcement and kind of wash our hands of it unless they need our help or unless yeah. they need further assistance or unless they have questions. Yeah. Um, so it's very much not like to catch a predator in a way that we have people entering a home and we start grilling them. Yes. Or in some cases, what you might see a lot of on YouTube or TikTok is people are kind of um, – Put it like saying, "Oh yeah, I'm a teenage girl. Come pick me up," and then they're showing up with cameras in order right. to, you know, shame them. Which I understand the impetus for that, but you know, we want to do this as legally and yeah. <laughs> non vigilante esque as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, all this to say, if you want to see the show, November second. Discovery Plus. I can't wait. Um, and I have Discovery Plus. So I'm so excited. Oh, good. I'm ex- Yes. So it's, yes, it is a, another streaming service. But if you get Discovery Plus, you get like a bunch of other shows, like, uh, like all those house shows, right? All the Magnolia uh, Network. That's why I have it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of those just, uh, 90 Day Fiance, which mm-hmm. I've seen at least three minutes of, which looks very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yes. So it's, it, it will be good. I am excited and nervous and pukey and excited. And I hope yeah. that this allows for broad conversation. This allows for mass awareness. Um, and I hope it allows for, like, I, I hope, I hope it's the kind of show that you feel comfortable watching with your kids. Yeah, I plan to, for sure. Um, and my eldest is 13 and it's a little bit, it's a little bit different from her. Like I've let her, like I'll let her watch short clips yeah but you know the well, whole thing mom. i mean that's that's the difference yeah. it is like hey look there's mom in a wig yeah and uh <laughs> and you know wearing um clothes from forever 21 it's yeah. a little awkward um but she you know and my kids have different high level versions of what happens it is hard to talk to your it is hard for me to speak with my kids that aren't 13 about yeah. it too, right? So, but I do think it's, I do think it's important. And, and when I talk to teenagers or when I talk to kids, I kind of edit my language for each yeah. age group. The way I talk to 16 year olds is a lot different yeah. from the way I talk to nine year olds. So, absolutely. So, so yes. So, yes. And then, you know, God willing, season two, and then Kristen's going to come join me and she'll just be there <laughs> to eat ice cream with me as I cry. I'm there. I'm in. <laughs> Well, Rue, I am so excited for your future ventures. I really am. And I can't say it enough. I'm so proud of you. Um, And remind us where people can find your nonprofit online in case they were interested in donating or supporting in some way. Yes, please do. I mean, honestly, the goal too is that Sosa gets enough, builds enough awareness that we're able to I'm able to build up a solid team that can be full time. And because there are so many, there are so many things that we're helping with and so many opportunities and there's just not enough hours in the day, not enough people power. Um, so if you are interested in donating, the website is Sosa, S-O-S-A, SosaTogether.org. We're also on social media, LinkedIn as Sosa, um, safe from online sex abuse, Instagram at Sosa Together, Twitter at Sosa Together. 
Well, this is certainly not a goodbye because I know you will continue to be very involved and active in our Facebook group. And I am sure that we will be wrangling you into future episodes to give us updates. Yes, please. And, um, you know, I am, I am very much online. I am very much will, con- will continue to send you really bad TikToks. Um, and <laughs> thank you so much. And, and to everyone who's listened t- for the past, how long have I been on now? Almost two years. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for, for listening and, and chatting with us and supporting. And I'm going to try real hard not to get emotional right now. Mm. Um, you know, I, I have been, gosh, you and I have been friends for a dozen years now. Yeah. And this has just been, this has just been a really interesting evolution, not just in, you know, my career online, but my friendship with you and lots of others who have been listening to the, listening to the show and a lot of our mutual friends. So this feels really wonderful and also bittersweet and Yes, I still plan on being everywhere unless someone hacks my Facebook, too. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, goodbye to Rue. And um, I hope you guys will come and check out our new format next week with Matthias. I will also be posting in the Facebook group um, a link for you guys to submit your mental health questions. And they can be questions about anything. I mean, we will be talking a lot about romantic relationships, parenting relationships, um, all things related to life. And um, of course, the emphasis will be on self-care as well. Thanks for listening, guys. Hey, thank you for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us on Instagram at at selfiepodcast and in the Selfie Podcast community group on Facebook. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so you can catch up with us next week. Take care.